Well, hello everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. It's Roscoe here, your host, just waiting to bring the other two gentlemen of Australia's favourite podcast. I can't say, I don't think we can claim that, but uh, it's our favourite podcast and it's the one we turn up for the 150-something episode. We're back. If you want to check out what we uh, look like, let alone what we sound like, you can check us out on the, uh, the My Love of Golf YouTube channel where we publish these episodes. We've started publishing them. You can see all the interactions between myself, Rocket, Magic Mike, the backgrounds, the changing backgrounds. We'd love to see over there. But uh, more importantly, if you are here listening and you are one of the handful of people that do listen from all parts of the world, we do appreciate you. Let's bring the guys in and let's have a chat about this week in golf. Welcome to My Love of Golf Podcast. Uh, Rocket, we usually uh, fess up when we've had a little technical malfunction. This is technically take two. Uh, we only got a couple mm-hmm. of minutes in and the internet uh, interwebs dropped out. So we just uh, decided that we would start again. Um, so we've already had a little bit of a chat. You know, I've already started to wind you up about Biscuit Wars. Podcast, pod, there's, there's no beer sponsorship or money sponsorship or anything like that. They're, they're, we're just trying to work on a biscuit sponsorship. Matt Mollick, is it, Matt Mollick has is joined it, in. It is is would would Matt be my Bryson to to me being Brooks? I, th- I thought you you know you guys were you guys are mates, but this this little uh, his little uh, biscuit planting into Mike and I's world is uh is, it's it's a bit it's Brysonish. A, it's a it's wound you up. It hasn't wound me up. I find it entertaining. Okay. Even Ma Rocket thinks it's a bit of a giggle. Well, I think Ma Rocket should maybe send some biscuits and Mike can deliver them around to uh, the Mollickers and there should be a smoking of the biscuit uh, tin and, and um, a meeting of, the, meeting of the biscuit tin, not a smoking of the biscuit tin, a meeting of the biscuit tins. And uh, I think we could all get on and, and be happy in uh, Golf Podcast's greatest uh, biscuit wars. Did you, did you like her flex though when she goes, oh, I don't know much about, you know, having, you know, competing with biscuits, but... You know, I go all right with the jams. <laughs> that yeah. photo I posted, like, that was her flex. Award-winning jams. Yeah, exactly. Matt, uh, I think you've just been uh, out-trumped. Mm. You, you, jam, if we can get and, down and, and, and cream. And Mike, you've had, you've had those Kiss Biscuits. That's award-winning jam in those Kiss Biscuits. I have. Well, happy to taste more, though. I'm happy to do a second tasting. Just <laughs> absolutely no issues at all. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes in. We're already off script uh, talking about biscuits, um, Ma Rocket. I'd love a kiss. No, we're, we're, we're on script. Uh, I'd love a kiss biscuit, um, Ma Rocket, almost as, as, love, uh, as much as I'd love to get down to Tasmania and give you a big, warm uh, Tasmanian hug. One day when I get down there for golf, um, we will see you down there. Uh, but um, feel free to send up some kiss biscuits. Uh, Rocket, how are you? What's caught, what's caught your eye this week in the world of Golf Rocket? What's on your radar? Oh, we're going for the radar. Oh, it's oh, just whatever it is, whatever we choose to call it. What's 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 got got under your skin? Which bit? 
What? Well, Brooks yeah. selling out. Mm-hmm. Bryson just being a douchebag. Yeah, okay. Yeah, about the main two ones. And then, you know, I get a highlight with my man Cole. He's he's uh, probably a, a few weeks away from being number one in the world. Uh, congratulations to Colin Morikawa on winning the DP, DP, DP uh, World Championship and the race to Dubai. Uh, the other career cup. The other career cup. Can't really claim Europe's most winning player. Like, it did uh, set a little bit of uh, controversy. Not controversy, but uh, set a few people alight. You know, like he's only played a few times. You know, wins the Open, gets all the points, turns up and bang, bang, wins the double. Um, some people thought it might, should be just reserved for the uh, more European players. But uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You know, at least they played played off the stick. There's no handicap or anything like that, you know, with the, the, the farcical, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it, the net club championship that they play at the end of the season for the PGA Tour, which is a, it's even a bigger joke. This one, at least you know what it is. It's like you know what the events are, you know what you have to do, you get into the event, and if you finish top or whatever it is, you score enough points, you win. It's very simple. Mm. Off the stick. Well, and when the thing he did and, you know, he usurped uh, your boy Rory. Uh, Rory sort of had a little bit of an end-of-round implosion. And, uh, no, Sabatini didn't play in that one. <laughs> well, that's another story. Uh, but, yeah, Colin did win. There's final round and, you know, five birdies in the last six holes or something like that. Uh, he, was, he was a man on a mission. And, you know, we've talked about it a long time ago, and it's not comparing to Tiger, but, you know, you've seen the, the things coming out about the where they were at the same period of time. And for me, that's all great. Oh, that's, that's, that's another thing that gets up my goat. Some of these comparison stuff, like, please, like how, how boring of a week do you have to have as a writer or, or an article, paper? It was a Golf Digest, I think it was, that put that out. Like, oh, come on, please. Mm. Like, do something original, for goodness sake. I just go back to the fact that, you know, for a young young man, uh, he holds and carries and talks like not many people of his uh, um, youth, uh, his age, his um, experience, and, you know, he is quickly becoming a very big force on the world of golf and he'll win many, 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 many more times. But just you cannot help but... Uh, respect and appreciate what we've got with Colin Morikawa and the way that he does uh, carry himself on a golf course and across both both tours. And uh, he's what two-time major winner and played Europe plays in the US. What a player! What a player! What yeah, a his his post his post-match interviews are on par with his ball striking. Mm, that was good. He spoke about his grandfather, and it actually meant something to him, which is what you want to say when someone wins. That was great. He got emotional. He got emotional. He said, I don't get emotional, but I'm going to get emotional. So he, yep. he it was great to see him get emotional. Mm. And he played great golf. And we did exactly what we've been saying. He had uh, he had a week with the putter. And when Cole has a week with the putter, he wins. Simple as that. Um, he was positive strokes gained three of four rounds, and he was even on the other. In the final round, he was positive 1.4 strokes. Normally That's he's... It. <laughs> Have you got anything there, like that has shown you know his rise with the putter? Like you know he was sketchy there at one stage. Yeah, this, this I mean year, he, last sits, year? he sits at um, he sits below 
PGA um, averages. So he still just floats right around it. Like he doesn't go, he doesn't get above it. If he does, it's not for long in his career. If you look at the whole way through, um, since the start of 2021, he's sort of probably been pretty poor through the middle and still had some great results, but he has those results when it goes well. He, he, he just, here's the thing. I, I reckon he's mentally figured out or they've just, he's been smart enough where they go, don't worry about it if you're having one of those bad weeks. Don't beat yourself up. Just wait for the, the week that it just clicks. And just try and make sure they're obviously the big tournaments. But when it clicks, just ride it. You only have to look at the Open Championship. Like, hmm. You know, you, you see him come out in those first the first four holes, and he's just draining them from everywhere. Yep. And you can just see when he's on, like he's on. So you just go, he's, you're not going to beat him. No. You're just not going to beat him because he's going to he's going to brain you from tee to green. Yeah, and he's since the Tour Championship, every round he's played, he's been positive strokes gained, which is. Very unlike his career. If he keeps that up, yeah, he'll be he'll be world number one in no time. Because he's just be the way he, his ball striking is. He's picking up you know a shot and a half every round on the field. So if he can get his if he's dropping shots to the field and with the putter, he gets back to the square or positive, and the guy's picking up two shots on a PGA Tour event on, on every player. It's um yeah, it's pretty impressive. Rocket, Rory, who we we love, uh, we talk about a lot, uh, didn't have the greatest of luck in the last uh, few holes and just probably lost it, if anything. Uh, There was the vision, the shots that went around the whole world of him uh, ripping the uh, Nike. Oh, rip shit. And by the way, I've got the uh, Nike just uh, tall black um, slim fit polo on here. Uh, Well, I think it's slim fit, making me look very slim. Um, which you can get at Drummer Golf, of course. Uh, it's, it's pretty much uh, you can get Nike at Drummer Golf uh, if you want to visit me. Mike's going to come down next week. Uh, we, we might we might do a little bit of video down there. We're going to do a fitting for Mike. A video, <laughs> yeah, a video. Nah, yeah. I'll, I'll be edit, I'll be I'll be signing off on any uh, video footage or sending it to my uh, tour manager before they'll be approved for publishing. Okay, no but problems. That's fine. Oh, it's a professional setup down there. We've, you know, we, you're coming into the Franklin Street's biggest uh, fitting studio, um, so we're going to see Mike down there for a fitting. If you want to come down, uh, rocket and join us. The, the the biggest one in in all of Franklin Street. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, Rory. Rory. He ripped the polo, ripped the Nike polo shirt apart. Probably not the sponsor's dream. Uh, seeing that, but maybe it was. But uh, what do you think? You know, is that a good way of him to sort of break off the, the frustrations or, you know, is he close? Are we going to see Rory break through next year to something bigger, better, stronger than, you know, have, a, have one of those years that we have probably been waiting for? Um, I don't know. I hope so. Big, and I listened to, I can't remember which one it was, and when they t- they've talked about it, where the best Rory is the Rory that doesn't think and, you know, they talk about him in post-match interviews and, you know, he's actually quite considerate and thoughtful. And so maybe he has to be more and more like DJ and just be dumb. And that's yep. and because you can see when he tries to have some routine when he comes into a tournament or a major, 
it's like he puts extra pressure on himself or, you know, I've talked about this before, if he, he's trying to come in really relaxed and stuff like that, it goes the other way as well. It's almost like he just has to, like, just not give a shit. Like, mm. actually just go out and just not, almost like completely zero Fs. Yeah. Because everything else is, doesn't work. And as I've said before, it's like he's still... Mentally, the mental side of his game is just not, it's not, it's not his forte. So he needs to probably just empty his mind. And then the only other thing is find someone that he can work with to work on. If he fixes how he can um, do his wedges and stuff like that, then that's the only thing from his game perspective. Everything else is, it's, you know, it's Rory through and through. Just fix your wedges and just clear your mind and just play like DJ. Yeah, he's he did what we've said on here before. Like he just has a habit of fl- throwing in a bad round, and he has a bad habit of doing it when he's in contention and in the final round. Um, I think I sent the message around during the week. Him and Horsfield both have that same issue. They both were the only two that finished top twenty that had um, a round over par. So if you look at uh, Rory's stats versus what we spoke about, Morikawa. Okay, so. Rory in putting strokes around the green strokes gained approach and off the tee lost on every single one of them in that final round. Mm. So he lost three and a half shots to the field in total strokes gained. Um, that's that. Yeah. You that's don't win. That you can't win doing that. So. You cannot do that. No, um, you can't. You can. And and what's for me the part that I find probably the most worrying is. Normally, you would hope that I've had a bad day with the driver. So, that's the one thing that's, that I've lost strokes on and the rest of them are okay. No, mm. he was across the board. Everything. Right. Yeah, yeah no, the, I, that's the unfortunate thing is that when, when it falls apart for him, it's everything. It's not one thing, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what about some of the other results in the uh, DP World Tour final the race to Dubai? What uh, Did we have anything else up there in the uh, Tipperunis, in the tipsters? I think I, I tipped um, Min Wu, mm-hmm. and and he had a you know he had an okay week. I think um, he looked like a man that was ready to get back to back home. And I talked a little bit about it in the coverage. He hadn't been home in I think nine ten months, and I think he was he's already back in Perth in quarantine now. So um, yeah, he just sort of plodded along, didn't do anything horrendous, didn't do anything flashy, just. Just did, just did what he had to do. He's in like almost in the inside. He's a hair off being in the top fifty in the world. He missed by one. He dropped by one. He went to fifty-one because Poulter um, leapfrogged him. So he's got to do something in the next month, or something's got to change. Actually, for him actually to how, skip fu- in. how funny was that? How funny was his reply to M. Poulter's um, message? I didn't say it. Oh, it was something along the lines of talking about having a bad day and all these people that are support and give me all this energy. Yeah. And Minwoo was just in the background yeah. and he goes, oh, Ian, I didn't realize you thought about me that way. You know, <laughs> I'm glad I could help contribute to the energy and, and, and bringing you along. It's just, it's just fantastic. So good. He's very good. Uh, he does have a good sense of humor, the young man. Uh, he's very crafty with uh, that. Um, our boy, uh, Bobby McIntyre. I'm not going to give Bobby McIntyre top Scott billing, uh, even though he did fit finish T4. Uh, it was great to see him return to a little bit of form. You know, he's been mm. dragging the chain a little bit um, and having us uh, pick, you know, the likes of Grant Forrest, uh, who also 
you know, well done on, on getting to the uh, race to Dubai final, um, finished T16. So, you know, I think Grant would be happy with that. But for me, top Scott billing went to Iona Stephen. I've talked about Iona before, and I think uh, a couple of the young ladies that do uh, a wonderful job on the European Tour commentary, whether it's with Sky Sports or whoever the other broadcasters that they are with. Iona, if you don't know Iona, she's young Scottish uh, former golf pro, now media commentator. She was the one that did, handled the uh, ceremonial duties at the uh, presentation. And she would just, I don't think she'd done the ceremonial duties on a tour stage before, on a tour green. I know she'd done a lot of public speaking, but I thought she just, uh, in that brief moment, handled herself very well. It was great to see her out there at front. And uh, so Top Scott goes to Iona Stephen. Uh, well done to you, Iona. But uh, it was good to see Bobby Mack. Bobby Mack's probably at home in Oban now. Maybe if he's not on holiday, but he's probably up there at uh, up home doing some stuff. Oh, good finish by him. So hopefully that gives him a little bit of a springboard into 2022. Yeah. Because, you know, the thing is that we want to see him actually, you know, raise the trophy or at least if he's in contention, stay in contention and not, you know, throw up on the first five holes and disappear. Yeah. No. Yeah, we're going to talk about some 2021 awards and maybe 2022 predictions, which we might uh, start circulating, getting some feedback from the listeners and present those in the coming weeks. While we talk about Bobby, you know, before we go into that, do you think that Bobby can win next year? Where? In Europe? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I think, I, I think I've said it before on here. He does remind me a bit of Lucas from two years ago. I think he's got that. He's he's got those massive highs, but when he pops, he pops. Um, and if he could level that out, he's a double or a triple away from. Yeah, you know, he's, he's 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 one shot away from like a six-hole birdie run. Yeah, and he's also one shot away from a, you know, a double cross. Yeah, you know, out of bounds and making a triple. Yeah, and a lot of them are. And, you know, and that's what makes them great. Their highs are so high. Like, they just, they're unbelievable. If he can just, just get that piece right, yeah, I think he can definitely win. Okay. Well, uh, who else uh, finished up there? Herbie. Yeah, Herbie didn't, didn't have the greatest week Herbie, by his own admissions. I, I saw an interview with Herbie. Um, he doesn't have a five iron. Doesn't carry a five iron. I think he's got, uh, he he's a great tinkerer with uh he's got his own lion loft machine and he yeah. is one of the pros that does do that yeah a lot of the pros don't do their own lion lofts from what i can gather from uh the ones that i've spoken to about that but mm. he's definitely got his own lion loft machine up there on the sunshine coast and he's always tinkering so yeah just his combination of uh the irons that he uses um yeah he said uh he wanted an extra wedge and he's sort of made his six iron a little bit stronger and the gap wasn't too big and when they played around with things that's just what worked but yeah, it's funny. They got, I mean, the only person I could think of that had done something a bit similar, like having something a four and then no five, was um, reminded me of Rich Beam. When Rich Beam won the PGA, he had two four irons in his bag. That was all I could think of that was something someone doing something a little bit funny down there. I, I can't actually recall the exact specs, but Taylor made, made uh, a set of TW um, blades. T, what are they? P7TWs? To the exact specs, I believe, that uh, Tiger's irons are made. So some of those spec changes, uh, Tiger has some tungsten in certain positions 
uh, in certain irons for relative to you know where he strikes them and, and the way he wants them to uh, swing weight and then perform in his hand. So you know they you can't obviously see the tungsten, but yeah, there's some tungsten weighting that are in different positions. So a normal set of irons that might have tungsten weight in the three, four, five, six, and if they stop at six or seven, yeah, you know, it'll be in the toe, and it's always in the toe for it. But the t- the tiger's woods tiger's irons are exactly to his. But the three and the four iron, and I could be wrong. But I think the four iron has a different length head and a different loft to the three iron. So the, the three iron plays lofted wise more like a four iron, but because it's longer, it, it just yeah, it's he he's got two very different lofted sort of uh, mm. as opposed to a normal configuration of a three and a four iron. Yeah, but that's Tiger does that. You know, he's got all these different shapes and different weights. So he's he's a, and he's okay. He can do what he likes. Let's be honest. Well, it was great to see him. Back, mm. not back. Sorry, that's not the right way to say that. But yeah, the, the obviously set the world alight when he showed the um, pictures of him hitting some balls. Mm. Pretty Pip good. Central. Sorry, Pip Central. He's gonna that that would just probably put him right over just before Christmas. True. <laughs> that, that'll earn him an absolute more than a few pig troughs full of cash. <laughs> He doesn't this, need it. This, no. <laughs> uh, the cynics amongst the uh, golfing uh, Twitter arty. Cynics? It's fact. Is it, do, do you know that he, he's in the leading position of uh, the PIP? Do you know? Uh, according to a lot of the articles that have been written, right. he has a possibility of taking out number one. So the, the fact... The, the, the talk is that it's the people that are getting it was defined before it was... Before the competition even started, if you want to call it a competition, yeah, yeah, are you saying it's a setup? It's oh no, <laughs> I know the PGA, the PGA Tour have but, predetermined something, and they're giving the money to the one their favourites. They're playing right before, oh. right before Christmas. You found out as well. It's going to ruin everything. I better have a bite of a biscuit. <laughs> Didn't make Rocket any happier. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was good to see Tiger. He he looks a bit. Um, Upper body wise looks immense, mm. but obviously for obvious reasons he's looks withered. Yeah. Sorry, how meeting. His leg, his leg looked a lot thinner. I don't think that uh, compression sock thing made it yeah. did him any favors as well. That made it look a lot thinner than it probably was, but it certainly needs a lot of um, a lot more muscle to come back. Yeah, what he, a lot of he, he certainly won't be. Um, he might have to do some Phil Quant calves for yes. a while. Uh, what I was excited to see was the full swing golf launch monitor sitting behind him. Uh, so that is a new brand of uh, launch monitors. So, you know, in my shop there, I've got the full swing golf simulators. Mm-hmm. They're moving into launch monitor technology um, to compete with TrackMan. Well, he's, he's an ambassador for full swing. Uh, he might actually be a part owner. But, um, yeah, he is. You know, that, that product is released only on his um, say-so because he wanted it to be absolutely spot on and it wasn't going to come to market until it was spot on so uh the fact that i don't know if it's actually released in the states yet or if it's going to happen in uh the pga show in january or whatever but uh it looks good mm. probably be out for black friday just two days after the video came out 40, any, 40%. Any, yeah. do, you reckon, do you reckon that'll be the on the high end like with TrackMan? no no you reckon oh. it's going to be down with the what's the other one? The Rapsodo? Rapsodo and the uh, the new there's a new one with so Garmin's got one as well now. Yeah, the Garmin one's like a nine hundred bucks. Mm. Um, haven't I've seen it, sold it, uh, haven't used it, so I think um, 
it's been reasonably well received. Uh, there's the Flightscope Mevo Plus, uh, which I have used. Um, that's and all you guys rave about the Rapsodo. Hmm. Yeah, the, so the Rapsodo is um, a Doppler radar launch monitor, and you sit your iPhone on top of that. Uh, it's actually not compatible at the moment with Android, but there's a Rapsodo, I believe there's so, a, se- a second one coming, a second generation, and that's going to be the one to have. It's going to have a few more features. Uh, it's going to be Android and iPhone compatible, and that sounds like it's going to be pretty good. You know, it, it gives a nice ball flight traces and uh, does all of that sort of stuff in there. Yeah, launch monitor technology. We should have an episode on that, and uh, when mm. I can get it my hands on a few, I've got I can get a flight scope Mevo Plus. I've actually got one in my hand on it right now. It's under the desk. Um, but yeah, we should get down onto the range and do that someday. Yep. Okay. Before you go to Queensland, Rodney. Yep. Or you just send me one, and I do one from Queensland. Or we just go to Queensland and do it there. Mm. There you go. Simple. Mm. Okay. Is there room up there for a podcast studio and a couple of beds? Yeah, there might be. Okay. Um, I was going to say Mike and I have shared before, but we haven't. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were separate. We didn't share. We were... No. You were okay. flying drones off the other balcony. We did. <laughs> flew a drone the other day, uh, by the way. I flew it over St Andrews Beach, fully licensed and insured, of course, uh, as a uh, CASA certified drone pilot now. If you'd, if you'd want me to do any drone stuff, um, I just still learning how to fly it, but uh, I'm certified and insured. But I uh, took it down to St Andrews Beach uh, the other day and we flew a bit of drone stuff. I might share that uh, a bit later on. Mm. Um, big deal. So, <laughs> what's next? We've talked about Tiger. We've yes. talked about uh, the game. You've got your the game. So we haven't talked about Brooks and Bryson. The big match tomorrow, yeah. The match. The big sorry. one. Very important game. Like, oh, I can't wait to see it on TV. Yeah. No. I mean, you no, won't? I don't want you to any any streams any legal streams? Ah, uh, they probably will be. I think. I mean, I don't. The, the honest answer is, I don't have any interest in watching it. Um, but if there's social media is a flutter and there's something happening that I want to see, I'm sure if you type it into to uh, Twitter and search for video, there'll be someone there. Excuse my ignorance. Videos pretty early. Who who are the who are the other people playing? Who are the teams? It's just, it's just Bryson and Brooks. There's no, yeah. there's no football, NFL, basketball. No, no I don't think no. so. No, no, because mm. they, you know, they're very angry at each other and they want to keep it between themselves. But apparently, they're not angry at each other. But Bryson said the feud is real. That's it. So you're thinking that this is all once again? Oh no, stage for the pip. Is that what you're saying, Rocket? No, I legitimately think the. I don't think Bryson's not wrong. See, Bry- but here's the thing: is that Bryson probably thinks it's all a game. Brooks actually doesn't like him, so it's not it's not a game to him. He honestly doesn't like. This. I guarantee he does not like this dude. And Bryson's probably just playing it up, thinking it's all you know, hocking it up for the cameras and the media and stuff like that. Oh, and babe. and he's just he's just an Awkward. You just want to stuff him in a locker. It's as simple as that. I just don't. Yeah. When you talk about that, it makes me think how awkward the audio is going to be of Bryson trying to just give people a bit of banter while he's trying to play. It's going to be terrible. It it almost makes you want to just try and watch it for that because (laughs) two years ago it was on like CNN news station on Foxtel. It was a very random station. 
And then last year, it wasn't on at all. And I double-checked before we came on, and I can't see it on Foxtel at all. Um, I don't know. I don't know they're going to be able to um, show it. It's certainly not on um, the golf TV app or anything like that. I don't think we're going to miss anything. No, no, no. But has okay. Let's play it out for the people that, that won't get to see it. Let's play it out in in our own minds. How's it going to How's it going to roll? They're playing twelve holes. Hmm. Then are, are they going to banter with each other? Are they going to talk to each other like grumpy? Yeah, because they're going to try. They're going to try, right? They're going to try, and it's going to be Brooks is probably going to say something that might be a, a soft ball for Bryson. Bryson is going to alligator hands it. Uh come across like a real tool and then it'll just go back and forth. Bryson will be, Brooks will be quite, I don't know, bland and boring and Grumpy. Bryson will just be a douche and, I, I, I and the only love, thing, only thing will be entertaining will be Twitter. Yeah. I know you love Justin Thomas, but he's, him, his commentary on the one with Tiger and that helped a little bit, just a bit of, bit of winding him up and, Giving him oh yeah, because stick. he was on, wasn't he? He was on the he was on the course. Yeah, he was like the course dude. Yeah, so <clears> if he <throat> was there doing that again. That might fire him up a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be very interesting to watch. Well, um, if they were to make this interesting, they almost should just pay like someone like Max Max Homer and, mm. and others to just be the on course dudes that just they're the ones that actually have to give the banter or just be basically. Give them carte blanche to sledge both of the players. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Walk behind them or walk beside them and just sledge them for yep. twelve holes. No. Don't mind the sound of that. Uh, where are they playing? You've got you, Mike. You on the video there. Uh, you can see the course it sits mm. in Las Vegas. There. Where are they playing? What's it called? Win the win. The win. The yeah, win. right off the strip. So um, weren't they going to put a bulldozer through that and oh, build a- build another casino? I, I think you're right. I think I've seen it in a video before. It was locked up and maybe Eric Anders Lang was staying in Las Vegas and they were going to go and try and break into it and play he did. it. He broke in and I think he played maybe one of the holes and got in a bit of strife, I think. Yeah, with the, the, with, with the disc uh, the disc golf guy or the hockey guy, the other yeah, guy. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That does ring a bell, yeah. yeah. So it's back. The wind's back. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's when I looked it up. That's where they're playing. Yeah. It's look at it. It's you know, if you see the video, there's a car park, there's several casinos, it's mm. suburbia and uh and a golf course in the uh quarter mile quadrant or whatever have a whatever length of space it is, but uh, a golf yeah, course in it's there. Middle of nowhere, but Las Vegas and it's got trees, it's and... it's all about, you know, reducing the carbon footprint. <laughs> Fair enough. That's it. Just a just a beautiful, bright green golf course in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Nothing wrong Water, with that at all. Waterfalls. Yep, waterfalls, ponds, lakes. <laughs> got trees, though. It's got trees. Just reduce that carbon footprint. Waterfalls, trees and lakes. Can you imagine a group of young kids from Cessnock in 1987 uh, turning up in Palm Springs uh, to play golf for, for, a, for a month? Uh, and what we saw over there in 1987, you know, golf cart for the first time, golf carts. Um, we had never seen golf carts, let alone um, paved uh, cart paths. It was so it was just a Formula, a Formula One track uh, to us. So you could have been like a Mars. <laughs> houses on golf course. You know, it's, that's not we had a jail uh, next to the golf course. So <laughs> there were a few houses down by the 11th um, that occasionally got some golf balls in them. But, you know, these were houses with no fences 
backing onto the tea and people having barbecues and just another another world. Uh, so that picture reminds me a little bit of that. Um, anyway, I digress. What else? Uh, it's like, it's like the it's like the um, the thirteenth hole at the St Michael's, the par five down the hill with the World War Two um, concrete bunker off to the right that had a family of six living in it. Still, was it, was it? A, oh, I haven't played St Mix. Um, was it a converted bunker into a house? Is it? I don't know what it was, but I remember going down the first time. And when you see the chimney and there's fire going, and then there's clothes hanging in this window, which doesn't have a window; it's just a hole. Oh right! Yep. You start to go, "What's going on here?" <laughs> no, well, Palm Springs was nothing like that. Um, RSM. What happened to the RSM? Who won that? Your Taylor boy? Gooch won. Taylor Gooch. Yeah. Um, back-to-back weeks where we've picked the winner the, in the wrong week. So um, <laughs> that's not ideal. So we picked Taylor last week, didn't back him up this week. So that's that's okay. It was good Good to see him win. Played extremely well. Um, you know, in the end, he, he pretty much brained him. Um, he finished three shots clear of Mackenzie Hughes and, and he had to shoot eight under to get that close. Um, Cam Smith, who was one of the picks, top four, had a very another very good week, which is always good to see for Cam. Um, look, it was a befitting of a final round of the year, a final tournament of the year. The guy that came in the hottest was probably Scotty Scheffler. Um, I think probably the the end of a few very strong weeks and some busy time um, probably got the most of him and he sort of paid it off and had a pretty ordinary week to finish his season. But, um, yeah, they're all tools down now and they've got the week off for Thanksgiving and back for Tigers tournament. Well, most of that. Most of the people that played at the RSM won't be there, but Tigers tournament in two weeks' time. Now, the, ter- the Hero Day Turkey Tumbler in Bahamas. Hmm. Yes. So that's the invite. Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. But that um, invite only—that's invite only, isn't it? The uh, yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Now, yeah. talking about nostalgia, I just talked about a group of uh, young golfers going from Cessnock, rural New South Wales, in 1987 to Palm Springs. Mike, you've had a little bit of a nostalgic trip yourself uh, the last week, and I noticed that the, the RSM, the purse, was seven point two million. Now you yes. posted something the other day. Uh, you want to talk us through what you posted and what just caught in relation to what they played for last week? Uh, what you posted? I do. I can. Yeah. So um, my sister is somewhat of the. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. I should say my dad is very much a hoarder. He's got a. We as kids, we always said we'd never be able to move because dad's a sparky and we've got that much stuff in the garage that we could never get it out of there if we wanted to ever leave. And he's been cleaning up a lot of stuff over the last few months. And for some reason, he found a couple of old golf um, digest and golf Australia magazine. So I was loving just flicking through them as I went up there the other night and picked them up just because I wanted to have a quick look at them before I threw them away. Um, and I thought it was very funny when we talk about the pip and all this money coming into golf. Um because the Callaway commercial for the new irons they were bringing out, which was the the new improved Big Bertha irons. Now this is 1996 ad for uh, for Callaway. The first line is they were good enough for the pros from all five tours to win a combined 12 million dollars in prize money in 1995, including four money titles on two continents. They play for 12 million dollars a week now, and they, that one that that 12 million. Won four money titles on two continents. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable what's happened to the game. 
And you know what's happened to the game? Three or four pages later, there's a massive article about when this new kid is going to turn pro, Tiger Woods. And there's a three-page article talking about, you know, uh, when's he going to turn pro and Jack and Arnie wrapping him up saying that he's going to win more majors than them two com- they've won combined. And it's just like, good Lord, he really did change golf. Mm. And just to think he's, uh, according to you, according to you, Rocket, he's going to win uh, PGA Tour's very own money pot for a... Uh, money trough. Money trough this year. Yeah, the pig and, trough. And hasn't played any golf. And, and, and do you know what? He deserves every cent. Well, every, just... every, every golfer should basically take a stipend out of their, the money that they earn and, uh, I don't know, pay for his rehab or something or pay for the fuel for his yacht because they live a very, very comfortable life thanks to that man. Well, mm. and, and that's why I sort of let in with that because, you know, I, I, if he does win, and I hope he does win that, not that he needs it, but and, but you're right for those reasons. The golf, you know, the reason why they play for seven point two million at the RSM season ending round, you know, with not the greatest field, is because of him. Is exactly that the reason why? Yep. A lot of things happen in golf now is because of uh, you know what happened in that article that might just uh, reflected on just then. So I hope yep. Tiger does win. There you go. Yep. And hope he comes back to golf and wins another major. Do you think he can win another major? Probably not, but... Uh, Don't. Again. Didn't he, didn't he win in 20, 2019? Doesn't matter. Don't care. Okay. Nah. He doesn't owe the game anything. No. Nah. It would be, like, be amazing to see. It would be amazing to see. But it's, It would, but at the same time, there's a part of me that almost feels like, I don't want him to come back. Yeah. I don't. You'd hate for him to come back and be under what he could be you know you don't even want him to yep. come back and be average you want him to just finish the way he was yeah it's like 20 if we could if he could do unless he could do 2018 2019 tiger again don't want to see it mm. Mm. don't want to know about it just be an older statesman just go do tailor-made ads go play the thing over with your father son with charlie yeah go do whatever you want just i don't know Keep collecting the pip every year because you've earned it, and just do whatever. Don't care. Simple as that. the The golf world owes him nothing. If you were, actually, he owes the golf world nothing. If you were Tiger's advisors, uh, and Tiger came to you and said, "You know what? What should I do? I'm not going to play golf, but what should I do? I want to keep involved in golf. I want to help. You know." Build the game. I want to be part of it. What should I do? Create a video with one of your sponsors for a product they're about to launch and uh, especially showing you hit golf shots for the first time since your accident. I reckon something like that. <laughs> well, that's already been done. Um, oh, there you go. So, so they listen to me. Okay, Rocket. What would you do? Outside of that, would you more involved in the juniors would you get more involved in the young pro level talent you know college level talent would you do anything he's, like that he's already does that okay. in his own way he just doesn't talk about it okay he's got his own foundation mm-hmm. yeah. um he does lots of clinics and stuff like that which he's been doing from even before he was a, 
even before he was a professional, him and his dad were like a, you know, almost like a roving circus. They were doing clinics when he was an amateur, mm. going from town to town because he was just, everyone wanted to see him. Like he would draw bigger crowds than some of the best player professionals in the world. And then, you know, so he, all the younger guys that are on tour, he has a relationship with them. He doesn't talk about it. And he expects them to not talk about it as well because he just wants to just go about and do his thing. He's happy to share stuff. He's encouraged them, send them a message, banter with them, sledge them, do all that sort of stuff. He does all that sort of stuff. He just doesn't need it to be public. You know, he doesn't. Yeah. Is it too much to dream about that he might turn to the media? No chance. No, no chance. Okay. No, I think I think exactly what Rocket said. He already does a lot of philanthropic stuff. Like he's got his his stuff with the, um, the juniors, which he'll always support. He'll probably do more golf courses because that's just going to fit down what people are going to want him to do. Um, he's certainly never going to play in the Champions Tour. I think, like no. Rocket said, I think father son are there about as far as he'd ever be interested in, in doing something with his, with um, Charlie. Um, and that'd be about it. Stay fit, hit golf balls in your backyard, play around with your son, play yep. soccer with your daughter. Yeah. Watch him grow up. You know, go diving off your off your yacht. Yeah. And fly around tournament. in your jet. Go to go to whatever boxing match or MMA wherever it is. Turn up, wave for the crowd. Yep. Have have a few hot dogs. I mean, ribs ribs already a big tournament. You know, the LA Open, the Sun Open. Um, what a genesis what is that a million different names so that will just be tiger's place so mm-hmm. you'll have jacks arnies and tigers and that'll be yeah the main stops stops that yep. it already is he'll be the host that'll be it yeah okay cool there's your forecasts uh for what's happening for uh the future for tiger Let's write it down write it down <laughs> uh the ladies cme group they had their season at the cme uh group tour championship Jin Young Ko, what was yep. so significant about uh, Jin Young Ko and her achievement? She uh, she did what I don't do in twelve months, and she hit sixty three greens in reg. Well, not just did she hit sixty three; she hit the last sixty three of the tournament in a row, which is, you know, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. Not too bad. It is. Uh, it's. Ro- ro- robot-like just to be able to do that mentally um technically it's uh it's a significant achievement i don't know whether you get to a point because i will never get to a point where i'm having to worry about this but do you get to would you've got to a point do you think where she's thinking i don't want to think about this anymore or do you think she is thinking about it or she's just like i don't even think about it and it's just going to happen not thinking about it fairway fairway green get yourself in a good position try and make a putt fairway green get yourself in a good position try and make a putt I agree. That's unbelievable that she can execute it, though. It's an, that's an immense skill in itself. Like yeah. to be able to have hold on to that mental capacity for that long, for that many yeah. greens. Whether she knew it or not, I don't know. But uh, do you know? Do you know what? It's it's actually crazy how simple it is, yet how hard it is to implement. Mm-hmm. I've done it. At, I've kind of done it a couple of times where it was like the just hit the fairway, to kind of just find the best part of the green. And just hit it there. And I think I had uh, one week, I had probably one of my best tee to green um, weeks. I think I uh, only missed 
was missing only four round or something like that for for a tournament. I had a terrible putting week. But the thing is, though, this goes back to instead of me having five, eight footers for birdies and stuff like that, I've got 14 that could be 20 feet and longer. And my expectation of trying to hold heaps of them was too high. So I, I, out, I out, outsmarted myself on the greens. Well, I had a round of golf uh, last Friday. Uh, should we talk about the, the CME? Sorry, well, we'll talk about our golf because, Mike, you play golf and I had a round of golf too. Um, should we talk about the CME? Jin Young Ko, she won. Did she win she the whole sh- whole shebang? She became. I know she won Player of the Year. Yep. I mean, and that's a dual championship, so she definitely won that as well. Um, I don't know how she finished up in everything else, but I mean, they're two pretty pretty big. Uh, I thought she wins. finished on top. That wouldn't. Yeah, she because she she's won like three three times yeah. in the last yeah. like seven tournaments or something. Yeah. yeah, she's won three or four tournaments this year at least. Uh, another another example of the the, the women's um, golf being held at great tournaments. Tiburon, that's a pretty good tournament. Is it a pretty good course rocket? Is that is that one? No, 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 no good. Doesn't rate on your your ratings. No, it's a uh, supposed. To, I think it used to be like a really good old classic course. Yeah, and the shark got his got his jaws around it, and. I don't think it's even called. I don't think they've called it even a, a remodel or even a, a redesign. I think they've called it a remaster, some wanky term or something like that. Uh, and 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 the only I've played enough shark courses in my life to realise that he's crap. And the only one that I actually ever liked, and I was so surprised, is Moona, the Moona course down at um, the National. I was like, wow. This is actually a really good golf course because every other golf course I've played of his is complete and utter boring garbage. Uh, just a shout out to my brother um, who built the vintage, uh, the Greg Norman medalist uh, course, the vintage up in the Hunter Valley with Bob Harrison. Just, mate, just shout out to you. Um, Rocket thinks you're cool. Isn't, isn't that where the vintage, I think that was the one that um, Stuart Appleby won the Australian Open? No. He win the Grand? No. No, they've, they've had they've only ever had one tournament up there. The New South Wales Open a few years ago, but uh, was that? Oh, was it? Yeah. I'm I'm getting it confused with another one then. No, the vintage is just in the Hunter Valley, in, just outside of Sestabo, where I grew up. Yeah, just in amongst the vines out there. Which, uh, oh, Bob Mike, Har- you're right. You might be right, Bob Harrison. I, no, I, I probably am not. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, now, uh, what's her name? Uh, Hannah Green. Hannah Green also made some waves, uh, and you made some waves uh, as well. Uh, Mike on the Twitter on the Twitter waves. Oh, I've doubled uh, down on those just before we got on here. Supporting Hannah Green uh, and her her win of the uh, what was it called that that Aon Challenge Aon Challenge yeah. Aon Risk Reward Risk Reward yeah. that's it yeah. yeah the one that that runs every week and no one knows, knows what hole it is no no and uh, yes no I, I was. Uh, I was just surfing the socials and Steve Flesch, uh, senior, a champions tour player, had mentioned how, in a bit of a mocking way, that you know Hannah Green hasn't played golf this week and she's getting paid a million dollars. And uh, and Colin Montgomery commented saying, you know, ridiculous, something like that. And I just replied back to him and said, well, she didn't have to play this week. It's a season-long, you know, prize. Why does it matter whether she played this week or not? And then I doubled down on on Colin and said, "Well, 
are you just as surprised that last year, um, I can't remember, it wasn't the, maybe it was the Wyndham Rewards or whatever, one of the other ones, um, not one person that was in the final top 10 of that award played and they got $2 million on the, on the men's tour and yep. didn't really have anything to come back there. So he just said, no, no, I'm just as surprised or whatever he replied back with. Mm. Slow flesh wiped me, which is fine. But it's just a bit, it's a bit of a, bit disappointing and and why i find it disappointing is i think i sort of broached this just slightly before you know twitter is such a great vehicle for for being able to be in contact with people that you just have never been able to talk to you know like so when i started liking golf um the players outside you know the big names like tiger and everyone else like a guy that i really love watching play golf mainly because he won me money was a guy called bob Estes, right and unless you liked golf in the in the early 2000s you, and probably late 90s you don't even know who bob Estes is right right uh, it definitely does. Con- contender in the 1993 pga championship at inverness <laughs> he was and he was a bloke that I'd bet every year in the Texas Open because he's a Texas boy. Him and Justin Leonard would always sort of fight out tournaments down there. So it was one of those ones where I thought back then I would have loved to have been able to have a vehicle to send him a message and say, you know, good luck this week or something like that, which Twitter now gives you. But also the downside of Twitter is, and I'm not going to use him as an example, I'll be polite, is that there's a lot of PGA Tour players that have extremely different political views to what I have or think about the world completely differently to the way that I have, that I do. Because they're in a bubble. <laughs> and it's really a bit annoying because it's like, oh, I, you know, I really quite like this person because he's an exceptional golfer. And I, I you know, I really not, I won't say I look up to him, but I, I you know, idolize some of these people at some points. And then now it's like, I literally have you blocked on Twitter. So you don't come into my feed because I do not want to see the tripe you're dishing up about. Just put them on mute. Who you're voting for. Yeah, it's just frustrating. So when when Steve Flesh came up, and it didn't come up because I follow him, I don't even know why it came up in my feed, I was a really um, really downplaying the fact that Hannah had won it. I was really disappointed, which is why I fired back at him. I just don't think if it was Justin Thomas or anyone else, there would have been a peep. But it was really disappointing, especially for, for like the stuff that we talked about the other week with how much money the Champions Tour gets. I actually nearly wrote, Rocket, you would have loved this, I nearly wrote back to him, but I didn't. I heard there's a tour that pays people three times the amount of money as the women's tour, and they only have to play three rounds, not four. <laughs> I thought, no, nah, I won't get on that path. I'll just play the sensible straight bat. All right. I'll, if he replies to my message, I'll use that one. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> no, it was like... Yeah, it was pretty... Yeah, don't know. Because when I saw the Tiger thing, I've actually gone to his Hannah Green one and yeah. replied, do you have any comment on this? Yeah. He hasn't played a shot all year, so I'm looking forward to his response. Yeah. Then to, to go and find that one particular message, I had to scroll through his stuff. I, I got I got seven I got seven tweets through <laughs> and I'm like, oh, now I get it. Because like I saw the ones that he either retweets or his messages and you yeah. go, okay, you're one of those people. Yeah, yeah. It's different. He's, so, a, he's an insurrectionist. So, Rocket, does that mean you're back on the Twitters? Yeah, <laughs> definitely back on the Twitters. I've seen him. I've seen him on. The I've, I've I've slung a few. I've slung a few turds today. Yeah, I've seen him on the back streets. Different handle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, same one. Same, same one. Same. You haven't changed the handle. You haven't re reinvented as 
No. No. No, I am who I am. Okay. Yeah, I slung, I slung a few today. I don't know. I needed a bit of a release, I think. Okay. Look out. He's back. Lurking. He's back. I've got to try and I've got to try and control it and stay away from it, so I don't let it suck me down in the vortex of just just dribble. It's it's funny that Twitter. It's one thing I'm not very good at it. Uh, I occasionally flick through it, and you know things will pop up. But you know you realise when you don't do it all the time. You know if you've found something or you want to see something, how far how hard it is to find, and it's just a it's just a different different medium different medium for me. Hmm. Yeah, and the, the thing talk, for this... Talk to me about a TikTok video. I'm all over that stuff. It's rubbish. Um, all yours. Yeah, next. Um, <laughs> the, thing with, the thing with Twitter, it's actually... It actually can be... If you use it the right way, it actually can be really a good place to find good information. Unfortunately, I have to probably re-review a lot of the people that I follow. Mm. So I've got to get away from some of the political stuff. Some of the stuff is yeah. really, really good and it's really entertaining, but it's like I, I can see it just yeah. just wants to suck me in and I'm like, ah, I've got to stay away from it. No, I've, I've, I've got into the habit because um, I used to follow a lot of the stuff to keep up with you know, the COVID thing. Now I've got into the habit of whenever I do have a COVID tweet, I see that comes into my timeline, I'll go down to the replies and any reply that I don't agree with, I block that person. And I, my timeline is absolutely COVID-free. It's fantastic. Makes life a lot, a lot nicer. <laughs> yep. I was going to um, Twitter. So, what's next? Uh, golf. Mike, you played some golf the other week. What happened? Where'd you play? I did. Round I, one of GMGA. GMGA. Yeah, Yarra Bend. Um, oh, look, I didn't. I didn't score well. I had twenty-five points, but it's not. It's just not far away. Um, you know, I think I had a. We started on the back nine, which is not ideal because we had a hundred and five meter par three to kick off, and had a you know an eight foot birdie putt I didn't make, and then the next hole I had a seven foot birdie putt I didn't make, and then two holes later I had a twelve foot eagle putt that I didn't make. So it was all. It's all there, but then when I when I wasn't, when I didn't get the body into the mechanics that I've been working on, didn't work. So I was kind of a bit up and down and didn't get, don't get a lot of shots around there. So a very, very low number of shots. So, yeah. How do you find yourself, you know, with, in relation to, you know, you trying to work on some swing mechanics with uh, Baden Chaff, former yep. guest of uh, the podcast uh, from Skillist. Do you start thinking about the technical side of it or do you just try and forget about that and just go with the feel? Um, it's still the technical, not at the part where I'm uh, on unconsciously conscious or whatever we want to call it. But mm. I, I'm not. I still have to think about it. The, the The problem came that I had a couple of poor holes, which is fine. That's going to happen. Maybe one or two shots that compounded to wipes, which is going to, always going to happen when you're playing golf. And I think on the back nine, I started to get tired. Just not golf fit yet. Not that but it's a not that it's a tough walk, but just 18 holes of golf. It's probably the third time I've done it in you know, since we came out of lockdown um, and just trying to get those swing mechanics right. It just wasn't, wasn't working. It wasn't bad. Like I, I certainly, there were certainly some shots that I hit. I'm like, if I can just get, you know, a high percentage of these happening and make a few parts. Yeah. The, the handicap's going to come down quickly, which is good. And, and sorry, I do have one piece of housekeeping. 
because last week I talked about the GMGA. And for anyone that listened, we talked about a few of the public golf courses around Australia. Oh, Victoria. Well, rece- well, well received. We've got a few mentions uh, and thanks uh, for just highlighting some of the public golf courses and public access courses. Uh, so, good. Yeah. Um, and one of the ones we talked highly of was the Cape Shank course. And I mentioned uh, Daniel Igo that had the 51 points and – how he wasn't really a bandit, but he had 51 points playing Rockets. <laughs> Rockets like I, I had my first hole in one there. <laughs> Did you? Well, he had 51 points, but he corrected me on Saturday. He said, I didn't have 51. I had 52. So that was the first thing he wanted me to correct. And just to make sure that he's listening, I told him that I'd make sure to clarify that he's not a bandit because on the weekend he had 22 points at Yarra <laughs> So that evens him right up. That's Cape, my only housekeeping. Cape Shank, uh, I just want to say a quick shout out to uh, Melbourne City in um, striker, striker winger uh, Andrew Nabu, who was down at uh, Cape Shank today. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, he's a he's a, an emerging golfer. He's part of the Melbourne City golf uh, team. An emerging golfer down there with his brother-in-law. You should a, get a, a Melbourne City golf tournament up against Stuker's Adelaide City. So those boys are going to be playing a bit of golf as well. You could have a. A golf tournament between the two. Stu Kerr is the unofficial captain of the uh, Adelaide United FC uh, golf squad, and uh, I'll happily take on the uh, unofficial captain of the Melbourne City golf squad, (laughs) and I'll happily take on Stu Kerr in a Melbourne City FC versus Adelaide FC golf tournament. You should do it. You should do it, Uh, and then you should – the loser has to wear the other one's uh, jersey for a week or something like that. I'm not sure how that would go down with uh, my my (laughs) – team uh mates uh of melbourne city uh <laughs> golf squad but uh Stu, if you want to at me about that yeah we can make it happen or you could wear it to the next game you could wear their jersey to so your next game against them he wouldn't would he, very he, well. he wouldn't do it and i wouldn't do it so we might have <laughs> we'd have to think of another more punitive measure maybe of the fiscal or, or something nature but uh i don't think either of the either of us or any of the boys uh, involved would do that but um but that's a good idea maybe we could do it virtually can we do it virtually can we do it Anyway, we'll, we'll think about that. We'll workshop that. Uh, maybe just you, me, Stu, and he can pick another person over there and we can just take him down. I'm Western United. I'm a Western United man. We can – okay, well, you can't join me then. No, can't. Rocket, you're, you're a Melbourne City guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There you go. Me and you, Rocket, you're out, right? I'm out. I'm, I'm already on the bench. <laughs> Uh, Melbourne United take on uh, who do they take on tomorrow down at Geelong? Western Western United, I think. West, uh, Western United, yeah, right. Okay, um, that's Friday night. Sorry, uh, there you go. Uh, okay, so you played some golf. Uh, you've resurrected that. I played some golf, and you were talking about uh, how to stay in the zone and how long you stay in the zone relative to Jin Young Co. Two rounds on the north course since golf came back for me. Uh, the first round, which I publicised my double flubbing, double flubs of double flub in front of the clubhouse. Uh, same thing happened again, playing with uh, Sam Doherty. Great to see him. He's, um, he was walking the course uh, using an electric buggy, which I'd love to have one of those things. You, maybe you and I should get an electric buggy, Mike. Uh, he's using the electric motorised buggy and uh, he's walking the course. Great spirits. We had young uh, Dylan Buckley alongside us. Uh, if you want to listen to Dylan Buckley, Dylan Friends, he's uh, on the rise, that young man, a very talented young media mogul is Dylan Buckley. Not a great golfer, but loves it. Uh, got to the, I got to the 18th in front of the clubhouse again. Went at the pin, back bunker, short-sided, six. There you go, 35 points. So uh, 
all because I stood at that same position going, mm, here I am again. Yeah, the too brain. Much, too much thought. But the whole round beforehand, not, yeah. a, not a thought. Not a thought. Just yeah. en- enjoy the company, enjoy the view, enjoy the birds, you know, yeah. watch Dylan, help him with some rules and all that sort of thing. Anyway, that's golf. I'm sure uh, there's nothing new to anyone. Uh, let's give a little mention to, speaking of golf and golf friends, uh, Dave Poulton. Uh, Dave is a very strong supporter of the podcast. He always uh, retweets uh, our efforts. Uh, we appreciate him. Um, but we appreciate him for his uh, participation in The Longest Day, which is coming up in, when are they doing that? December? Mm, it's not far away. Not far away. Uh, I'm just trying to bring up uh, Dave's details here because he is doing it with uh, another listener, um, Holmesy, Mark Holmes, who is one of the uh, superintendent staff down at uh, The National. Uh, I think he does most of his work at Long Island, but uh, he gets down to the national property as well. So another local boy down to here. So uh, Holmesy and Pultz have teed up for the longest day. I just want to give them a shout-out. We'll put the link to their fundraising section in the show notes. You probably know Dave Pulton if you've listened to the podcast. You probably know Dave Pulton. He is the giveaway king. He's won a lot of giveaways. He involves a lot of brands. He supports them, but he also gets uh, involved in their giveaways and he wins a lot of the giveaways. Um, so he's a good guy on the Instagram. Uh, he's trying to raise a grand with uh, Holmesy. If you want to help him with The Longest Day and his uh, fundraising efforts, in the show notes and, uh, yeah, jump in. You've you've made a nice, generous donation, uh, Mike. Uh, I'm, I will too. Uh, Rod, anything else from you, buddy? No, Mike was right on the grand... Stuart Appleby, that's where he won. Is that in Queensland? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a Norman course that he built. I, I literally, I reckon that was right, you know, we're talking right when I started really following golf. And I just remember it being a course that I've never played. I think it was a very private golf course. Yeah, it I'm, is. I don't know if it's still there. Still there, yeah. Built by the Shark, closed day one, sat fenced up for five years before some group bought it and... Yeah, wow. Rebuilt it again. Maybe the shark remastered it and then opened it up and it's some private club. Hmm. Oh, is that true? It it never got off the ground at the start and then sat closed and then reopened. Yep. Yeah, right. It, er, er, again, early days of, you know, the Japanese investors hmm. spending a lot of money, shark taking a lot of money, probably sending his underlings out there. You know, he's just like Trump, just stuck his logo and just stench all over it and opened one day and closed and stayed closed for five years. Okay. Wow. Well, it is a, it is a uh, private course up there and, and popular with uh, a lot of members that uh, like to frequent the place. You hear a lot of people come down to Melbourne that are members at the Grand and somewhere else, so um, good luck to them. Uh, Rocket, anything else on your um, get-off-your-chest? Anything else you want to – anything that's come across your desk, the hot desk that you want to advise us on, young bloods, anything like that? You mean you mean Brooksy sold out? Well, did he sell out? You know, he he hasn't been taking any club money, sponsors money for for a while. He's been just doing hey, he's his just, own thing. He's just realised he's he's probably had an MRI on his knees and stuff like that, and gone. Oof, haven't got haven't got much time left. I better, I better, I better absolutely cash in as much as I can for the next five years while I'm actually slightly relevant. I think it's got 
much more to do with the product that he's chosen. It's a great product, the Strixon Irons. Yeah, I think he uses the ZX7. But he's been playing them for five years. Yeah, okay. Well, he's just formalised it. And they, that, he, he's, he's, do you know what's going to be interesting? You see how he goes with some of these tournaments because he's going to hate all the stuff that he has to do now. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't think the um, Strixon marketing team put a heavy load on their, their athletes. You know, they don't have a lot of athletes. Uh, who have so they got? Hideki would be doing a fair bit of the lift. Oh, Hideki. Jeez, they would be throwing so much money at Hideki hmm. because they realise that, you know, how many how, how many how many sets of Shrixons would be sold? Um, the week <laughs> after the Masters? Yeah, the week, exactly. Like, orders would be just, oh, my God. Look. Talk it, about going to the fax machine for your orders. I, I have been, uh, I play all the brands. You know, I, I sample from the menu uh, across all the uh, flavors. But if there's a flavor, and I'm a bit of a creature of habit, if there's a flavor that I go back to, uh, it's been the Strixen iron. And uh, it's sitting over there, just there uh, in that bag, uh, the ZX7. I've had the ZX, oh, it's not, it wasn't ZX, uh, it was the... Um, Seven seven uh, what jeez, I've forgotten the uh, name. Seven one six, seven one four, seven one eight, you know, that sort of thing. I've had every iteration of it and it's a really good iron. Price well. Um, very hard mm-hmm. to get at the moment, like a lot of golf product. Um, just if if you are in the market for golf clubs, be prepared to wait. Um, mm. be prepared to uh, maybe not get exactly what you want. Don't quote me on that, but uh, you know, there's a whether it's a grip Grips are in hot supply, uh, hard to supply, sorry. Uh, different shafts are very short, different clubs. So get in and get your orders in uh, and get fitted and do all that sort of stuff. But the Shrixen stuff's really good, Rocket. And, mm. and even the woods. You know, the brand gets a little bit um, forgotten about in terms of the woods, but the woods are great as well. Uh, and Hideki and uh, also um, Shane Lowry, uh, I believe, uh, are yep. using the ZX uh, wood product or the metal product. So um, it's really good. It'd be interesting to see what happens. You know, is he going to turn up with a big Strix and staff bag or, or, or no? Not? It's part of the deal. Part of the deal. Yeah, the old plain white Nike one's gone. Mm. Okay. Well, good. Good luck to you, Brooks. Um, Mike, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Monday night down there. I'm looking forward to it. I already have, you know, like I said, it's a full service. I'm expecting it's champagne on arrival, canapes at halftime between. Eight irons and five irons and nice blue cheese on some. Yep, absolutely some honey. Well, you bring you bring all that stuff. I know a bloke <laughs> who can supply that, and that's you. Um, you know, there there might be a uh, well, what beer? What, I don't even know what beers we sell in the place. Um, what, what you know, if you had to choose from the uh, your, your old company CCA, mm. um, what beer would you choose? Bel- I don't even know. I don't even know what beers they have anymore. To be honest, they've switched around so many times since I was there. It's all the American ones. Oh, they got Coors Light. Uh, yeah. What else they got? Yeah. Um, oh, they got a couple of other, you know, Boston my, something. Well, drink from a cat's, my cat's bowl. Oh, <laughs> Rodney. Coors Light? Rodney. Are you well, serious? Well, I don't drink it. I don't. I, I have to buy it, but I don't drink it, so I, I don't know yep. what it's like. You uh, have to buy it? Oh, my God. Well, that's part of these deals that they do with, you know, that will give you Jeez. a fridge and you've got to fill it up with uh, their product, sponsors. That'd product. be like being forced to go to the shop to buy the knife that someone's going to stab you with. 
Belgian white. There's some Belgian white beer. Yeah, they got. Um, oh, actually, some of the Belgian ones are really good. Some, yeah, no, it's not a. It's the. Um, it's the wheat beer. I can't remember what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's it. Boston yeah. Lager or something like that. Maybe Yender was also part of that. Uh, yeah, I think Yender was in the group. Yeah, they took over um, that Prune Brewery as well. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Rocket, you're invited to come down if you want. Monday night will be exclusive uh, in the fitting centre there, just me and Mike, and you can come down. I'm assuming you're going to have, like, proper black curtains across the windows just to keep the paps out while I'm trialling clubs. I don't want any leak of who I've signed to, anything like that. <laughs> You've signed a mile off of golf. Um, yeah, no, all of that. Security is booked. It's a Monday yep. night, mate. Yeah, that's that's. It's a Monday night because that's the only reason, the only night we can get in. It's so packed. Um, that's it. The market's closed, isn't it, on a Monday? The market, big market. Market's closed, yep. so car parking's assured. Perfect. Um, Tick. There, there won't be any uh, interruptions due to COVID protests as there was last Saturday. Someone, you, the whole world saw what happened in Melbourne in regarding the COVID prote- uh, the protests against you know whatever. Um, so Saturday I'm standing behind the counter and someone walked past, you know, guys with placards and all that sort of thing, banged on the door. Roscoe! Someone walked past that was going to the way to the protest and n- nothing against going to the protest. It's free, freedom of speech, do what you want. But um, it was just interesting to see someone walk past and give me a shout out. I don't, I don't know who they were. Maybe they were a listener. Um, there you go. If they were, hope they're still listening. Rodney's shaking. Rocket, Rocket wasn't at the protest. Yeah, he wants to say something, but he's going to refrain. He doesn't want to upset the person that banged on the window and said good day to me. Who was? All I can say is I think you know it's great the protesting freedom. While I was at the pub with my mate having a beer and a palmer with no mask on. Uh, yes, we are enjoying our. New and then film. the very next day, when they also had a follow-up protest about freedom, I had seventeen kids over at my house for me. Trio's birthday party. How was you should, you should with, have been protesting freedom if anyone should have been protesting for <laughs> seven, seven kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's really good that they've they've helped. Their protesting in the streets has, has helped. It's great. Gentlemen, I appreciate your time again as we catch up and uh, let everyone else catch up and eavesdrop on our conversations. Uh, I look forward to seeing you next week, hopefully. Uh, we will put some awards together and we'll start the uh, discussion around the the, the, the Mile, Mile Love of Golf uh, annual season awards. Uh, someone suggested we could, should call them the Flogs, the favourites of the Love of Golfers. Uh, any other names, we're happy to be considered. Um, we'll see you next week, eh? Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening.